reading from the first book of the Kings. Ahab sent to all the Israelites and assembled the prophets at Mount Carmel. Elijah then came near to all the people and said, How long will you go between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if they are, then follow him. The people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come closer to me. All the people came closer to me. First he repeated the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jesus, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your enemies. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. Then he made a trench around the altar, large enough to take two measures of sea. Next he put the wood in the water, cut the wood in pieces, and laid it on the wood. He said, Fill four jars with water, and pour it on the burning offering, and on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time. And he did it a second time. Again, he said, Do it a third time. And they did it a third time, so that the water ran all around the altar and filled the trench also with water. At the time of the offering in the liturgy, the prophet Elijah came near and said, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God. I am a servant, and that I have done all these things as your bidding. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me so that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burning offering, the wood, the stones, and the dust, and even licked up the water. Then all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord indeed is God. The Lord indeed is God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. Paul, an apostle, sent neither by human commission nor from human authorities, but from Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the members of God's family who are with him. To the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to set us free from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are confusing you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should proclaim to you a gospel contrary to what we proclaim to you, let that one be accursed. As we have said before now, so now I repeat, if anyone proclaims to you a gospel contrary to what you receive, let that one be accursed. Am I now seeking human approval or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? If I were pleasing not be a servant of Christ. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not of human origin, for I did not receive it from a human source, nor was I taught. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Deal with the Spirit is saying to the church.
that's perhaps true when we think of a sin courier. When we were living in Turkey, uh, one of the things that I noticed that was quite interesting was that the army rank of captain and the rank of major still carried an old designation that was much like the kind of designation that centurions might have carried. An onbashi, no, an uzbashi, was head of ten. Uh, uz is ten and bash is head. Uzbashi. A binbashi was head of a thousand. And in this case, of course, a centurion carries that title as one who is head of a hundred. And they were probably uh, leading troops of 80 to 100 in number. And I think we would be naive if we, if we thought that uh, this centurion wasn't a real Roman soldier. Uh, the Roman army was feared throughout the Roman world. And one can imagine that this centurion was probably engaged in some acts that we would find repugnant. He was a real person, three-dimensional. He was, he did good things, he did bad things. In this particular community, however, he seemed to be one who had fallen in love with the people. He cared for them. He wasn't just there as a peacekeeper, but rather he had become, it seems, a part of the community, even to the extent of building them a synagogue. So this was someone that the community valued, and they saw him as someone who cared for them. A man who was humble, but also understood what it was to have power. Well, it's, it's a very interesting story, I think, because we see in this centurion faith that is perhaps hard for us to get our mind around. It's interesting to me that the centurion never meets Jesus. And perhaps even more interestingly, we don't ever meet the one who needs the healing. We only know that that person was healed. And the thing that we must keep in mind is that both the centurion and probably the one who was healed were Gentiles. They were not part of the nation of Israel. So it's, it's a, a dramatic story when you think about how Jesus crossed lines in very interesting ways as he came to Capernaum and was invited to heal the centurion's slave. The question that, that comes up in my mind is what was the faith of the centurion? And what was it based on? I think that, you know, as you read the story, and you might read it again at home, it appears that the centurion had faith in Jesus because the centurion could see in Jesus someone who had authority, not unlike the authority that he had. The centurion knew that because of the emperor and because of Roman law, he had such power and authority so that if he told someone to go, they would go. To come, they would come. And if he directed his servant to do something, they would do it. And he understood from what he had heard from others, apparently, from Jesus' teaching and the account that he had heard of healings, that Jesus had an authority like his, except that it was from God. So I think he believed truly that if Jesus commanded anything to happen, that it would happen. Because Jesus had authority like he had authority. I think that that gives us some insight into how faith is acquired. I don't think we're ever brought to faith by theological argument. 
give thanks for the ministries of Christ Church Medway, Trinity Church Melrose, St. Andrew's Church Mathewin, Church of Our Savior Middleborough, and the Mystic Valley Deanery. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. I ask your prayers for Catherine, our presiding bishop, for Tom and Gail, our bishops, for Tony and Becky, our priests, and for Rob, Maureen, Judy, Janet, and Spencer, our priest associates. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. I ask your prayers for Barack, our president, and Deval, our governor. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray especially for Sucker, for Rahat, Jeff, Jim, Tony, Eleanor, Molly, Tom, Raj, Peter, Howard, Jared, Sheila, June, Pat, Kelly, Selena, Jacqueline, Kathy, Pat, Mary, Marie, Gisela, Mary, Elizabeth, Sheila, Monica, Jane, Judy, Sandy, Pauline, Sharon, Glenn, Edie, A.D., Liz, those without jobs, those suffering, serving in the military, and all who work for peace, for those suffering from severe weather in the Midwest, for speedy recovery from Bishop Gail Harris and for healing from Bishop Tom Shaw. Are there others? Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. We pray especially for Henry C. Neals and Joe Smith, in whose loving memory the flowers of the altar are given. And Steve McQueen, Francis Powers. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly government we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer, and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, who in all our intercessions are accepted in the Spirit, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
we have five new first-year singers to receive a cross to wear with their robe. So I would like to ask Olivia Glover, Lydia Morris Clement, Alex Purcell, Hope Van Katwam, and Ashley Vinn, if she's here, to come forward. We would now like everybody after all to receive their awards.
supper, he took a cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in Him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask your Son, Jesus Christ, by Him and with Him and in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory with yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father,